Hello and welcome to another edition of the Copcast podcast. <laughs> West Brom 1, Liverpool 2, Allison 90 plus 5. I don't really know where to start um, to help help work out what is going on in in the Premier League, what's going on with this Liverpool team at the minute. Um, who are the form team in the league and showing all of the mental last minute, last gasp great football, crazy stuff that happens to a team that goes on and achieves things for the first time really this season. I've got uh, I've got Jay Reid in Liverpool, Jay. <laughs> I don't know. How, how, did, how did you react when that goal went in? Because I, I just, I, I jumped up and down for a bit and then I just kind of started uncontrollably laughing. I just like, I, I was found myself in some kind of state of hysteria. Well, I've got two, two things to bring up. I was basically I had I had quite a lot to drink on Saturday because I've seen the lads for the first time in what feels like an age. Um, we all gathered and watched the FA Cup final for what it was worth and had several beers. And I had a bit of a headache Sunday morning. Then it went, and then the scream that I let out on Sunday afternoon instantly brought this headache back. I was like, no, I've not recovered yet. Um, so yeah, that that. That was it, but I thought, you know, I'd not want to go fishing, but in a, using the fishing analogy, we'd been sat at the side of the pond for the whole of that game, and we weren't catching anything. And then all of a sudden, up rises this salmon out the water in the form of Allison, and there you go, that's your golden ticket, get it in the net, and all of a sudden, your day's fishing was worthwhile, and... I thought that all day because where I walked the dog, I walked past the pond and I seen some poor bastard sat there looking like he'd been there for hours and not caught a soul. <laughs> so that was the thing that came to my mind today. It was like, you know, that was pretty much me at 93 minutes yesterday and all of a sudden, two minutes later, I was in aesthetics. But if it's going to be anyone, it's going to be Liverpool. And just when we all thought we were out, we've all been reeled right back in again, haven't we? Yeah, pretty much. Um, it continues to be the season that's going to drive us all insane, Chief. And there was nothing more insane than than, <laughs> than what happened at the end of the game. Yeah, no, it was... Uh, well, you've never really seen it before, have you? I mean, a header as well. And, uh, you know, not, a, not something that's been knocked down, not a scramble. You know, just right on the head and, and glances it lovely into the, into, into the corner. And it's, yeah, it's one of those moments. It's a bit like uh, corner taken quickly or easy. It was a bit like that. Obviously, Trent involved in, 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 in both. And, yeah, I mean, it was, was a bit like that. Alison's on, on the near post, completely unmarked. The ball seems to come in um, before West Brom are, are set. And, yeah. Before before anyone knows it, he's he's spun the head on it beautifully, and and it's nestling in, in the far corner. And um, I think Peter Crouch would have been would have been pleased with that one, um, especially with Nat Phillips jumping across his across his eye line and across him as as the ball just comes in. So um, yeah, it's mental. Uh, it's been a mental season. We've had some. Well, we all know we've had some terrible situations between injuries and bad calls and bad luck and, you know, just loss of confidence. And you name it, we've had it this season. Gone from, from being invincible at home to being unable to score a goal and oh, never mind win a match. You know, gone from, what was it, 65, 66 game, games unbeaten to... Um, to losing six in a row. So, um, yeah, having your goalkeeper score a 95th minute winner to keep you in the hunt is maybe not the most mental thing that's happened this season, but it's, but it's right up there. Um, really obviously made up for, for Ali as well, because, you know, you could see, you could see the outpouring, you could see the, the, you know, that's not, uh, you can't rehearse that basically. Um, you see what it means and, you know, the shit he's had to go through this year, the shit they've all had to go through this year, and obviously it's it's added with with Alison's personal tragedy and not being able to go home and 
and all the rest of it, not being able to mourn properly. So for him to come up and, you know, he's saved us so many times in the past and, you know, helped won us crucial points and, um, from what he's, what he's done. Obviously, in his natural position between the sticks, but to, to come up and, and make such a contra- vital contribution at such a crucial moment uh, is just shows the measure of the man, really, doesn't it? It's it's it is slightly unbelievable, but it is us. It is Liverpool, so you know these things happen for us. If you, so it seems so. The biggest thing about it is we're we're. Still in the hunt and two wins and we're we're back in the, in the Champions League next year and that's where we have to be. So absolutely fantastic way to do it and fucking extra worth it just to see big just big Sam's chops fucking grinding as he was <laughs> as he was going through the vitriol after the match, you know, and making up any any kind of excuse. Um, but yeah, that was beautiful. Uh, bulldog chewing a wasp springs to mind. Yeah, it, it really was the cherry on top of the cake, wasn't it? Um, Jay, it it was just as Chief says, it was, it was just one of those crazy moments that only really seems to happen to us. Um, you could see what it meant to the players with the celebration. Um, it was just one of those. What feels to me a little bit like a real galvanizing moment. Everybody was not just happy for the goal, because obviously it was vitally, vitally important. Um, but just that it was him and it was just that it was so crazy. And this, um, they'd been part of this unbelievable thing that had just occurred in front of them. And to me, it, to me, the aftermath of the goal and, and the wild celebrations, it kind of gave me a bit of the, it brought back a bit of that Norwich, Lalana goal sort of feeling, um, where everybody was just piling on top of each other and it was just unbridled joy. And I don't know, to me, that's, to me, that's more than a goal. To me, that's something, just a moment in time frozen that can just bind a group of people together and give them the belief to just go on and say, right, look, we're all in this. Um, and that could just be the final thing that gets us over the line this season, that one moment. Yeah, I mean, it's never happened before. Well, in the in the Premier League as well, because, you know, football only began in 1992, as we all know. But, like, a goal we has never scored for Liverpool directly from the field of play. A goal he's never scored a header in the Premier League to win a game. Um, a goal he's been, never scored a winner in the Premier League, actually. All those other goals. No, they've always been equalisers or consolations or whatever. <clears throat> so it, to say it's a moment, it it is. It, it's history. Like it, it, It's not happened before for us. and like It's not happened in the Premier League so far. Um but like the the moment I was thinking of was old oh, Dexy Lovins uh, headed against Dortmund um, in the Europa League. What was that like five years ago um, in Klopp's first season? Was it? And just the pandemonium that ensued, and not knowing like Dexy, not knowing how to celebrate, and just running and doing some mad dive in front of the cop, and myself being in the ground and the fella in front of me, you'd hobbled for ninety minutes on a pair of crutches flinging his crutches in the air and all of a sudden jumping around celebrating was like yeah, you, don't, you don't need them do you fella um, and it was the only thing was there was not fans in there to celebrate it and just being at home on my own but knowing that this could be the last time um, that it could happen like hopefully we've turned the corner and, and fans are back in um, but as you say that 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 moment and to happen to Alisson that there wouldn't have been another player like you've all like everyone's probably seen the stories of I think it was going around last year that if you could pick a player to score the winning goal to to confirm the league title who would you have and it would like Trent and Henderson and any of the front three and whatever for whatever reason and no one in a million years would have said like yesterday if you, if you were going to pick someone to nail a winner on a header from a corner you wouldn't have put Alisson down ever 
No, it's one of those ones where if you're watching, if you're watching a film, and I know you're not a big film fan, but if you're watching a film and like you knew the whole backdrop and you saw him trotting into the box for a corner, and you'd just be like, oh, for fuck's sake. You have know, you, have you seen the, the several videos of, of the goal on social media? And there was one today of the Baywatch stream, and he's running down to like, as he's running down the field, and then the music kicks in as soon as it hits the back of the net. And like, it was, it was like, it was maze for that moment, and it's like proper Roy the Rover stuff. That it really is. If you were to write a script and say, like, you know, your keeper comes up and scores that winner, you're like, fuck off, it's never happening. Only in the films does that happen, but it happened to us. And like, we've got two cup finals, we had four cup finals, we've won two of them. Um, we've won them in different ways and we've got two left and it, it, it's a cliche but form and momentum at the end of the season and going into like cup finals and stuff like that is all that matters and sometimes the performance isn't and it, it was it was good yesterday yeah it was and we'll get into other parts and players but when something like that happened that, that's got to galvanise them all them lads must have been walking into training today 10 foot tall and like absolutely bouncing and ready to go and probably can't wait to get on the pitch on Wednesday and that's just exactly what we need for these last two games we've got two cup finals as I say to play and you know what was a shit of a season could just be saved and you know moments like that should not be lost and if that's what gets us over the edge then I don't think anybody else will, will say they can have a moment like that especially not in this season anyway no, it, it, for me it's like an Aguero moment. Yeah, it, it's 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 in that conversation of just crazy things that they're crazy just in isolation by themselves. When you throw the backdrop and the context within them, that just takes them to this ridiculous level of things that should never ever happen because they're just too random. Yeah, Chief. Um, Jay's absolutely right. Form is form is so important at the right time, and, and we do seem to have found form. And you know, there's two things here, two players here, well, three really, but we'll start with the first two. Um, Salah has been in form pretty much all season. He's been absolutely unreal all season. Twenty-two goals um, in the league again. Goal for the Golden Boot. Um, I think this will be three out of four seasons if he wins it. And what I think for me has got lost in the madness of what happened at the end of the match was the unbelievable quality of his finish. Um, and I was always one that kind of, I always liked him before he signed, but I was like, would you, would you see the goal of this guy's horse? The hot, most horrible, scruffy, scrappy, bobbled them over the line. Can't believe that went in goals at the back post, etc. Um, and he still does that, but that that is just it's it's sublime and lethal all at the same time. Um, it's gorgeous and clinical all at the same time. It's like it's like a snapshot, but it's bent, but it's powerful, but it's gorgeous and it's out of nothing and it's one inch and I don't know what, like where, where where the fuck would we would be without him this season because he's just turned into that player that just magics things out of nothing now when it really really matters yeah it's absolutely <clears throat> it's a scintillating finish um, there's as you said like I mean, it's deadly. It's sublime. It's 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 like a missile. It's like an exocet. It flies. It's viciously accurate uh, in that it's it's in off the post. The keepers get got no chance. And it it is like it was it was he must do it in training. Put it like that because the ball comes in there. Manny knows exactly what he wants to do. He sets it for Salah. Bam! There it is, and it's in. It's you know it's. It's it's that quick. Salah sees it, hits it, it's in the back of the net, and 
you'd imagine that he probably rattles them in and training all the time. But he's that good. I mean, that he doesn't get the respect from pretty much anybody in terms of Premier League pundits is baffling, really. Um, he's... You know, one one season he was he was he was the only only player who could be talked to, you know, in the same breath as as uh, Messi and Ronaldo. Okay, he he dropped off a little bit since then. He still posted, he still tied the Golden Boot the following season, um, and he's up there tying the Golden Boot with the Golden Boy again this season at the moment. Um, He's and as you say, like he scores all all sorts of goals. He, he can bobble them in the back post. I know what you mean. All his YouTubes were him arriving late and scoring rebounds and and, and whacking them in from like five yards. Uh, you know, back stick proper kind of left winger or winger. You know, coming in at the at the, at the back back post. Um, but you know, obviously over. Over his time with us, he's he's just developed more and more and more and more. And you've seen him score all types of goals. Now, I used to love that curler, uh, left foot curler, the type he scored against um, against Palace earlier this season. Um, the Aryan Robin goal. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But in the top bin. Um, and he, he, he loved the reverse into the near post uh, for a while. He used to do that quite a lot. Uh, and then remember that um, absolute pile driver he scored against Chelsea from what all of 25 yeah, 30 he yards just smashes it laces clean through it like yes. an arrow one of those that speeds up as it flies um, unbelievable and you know again yesterday he's, it's it's an absolutely top class finish um, the guy is world class and uh you know, Marcus Rashford is apparently uh, and shunk some some men, both good players, apparently in in the team of the year ahead of him. Salah's not making your team of the year. Apparently, he didn't make Carragher's or Neville's. Um, not yeah, multiple team. teams of the year, apparently. Uh, yeah, why would you not put? Why would you not put the joint top scorer in the league in your team? What the fuck are you on about, you bunch of pricks? And how the fuck are you stealing a living? Um, but anyway, enough said. He's he's absolutely fabulous, and he's going to go down as one of Liverpool's all-time greats. Yeah, uh, all of all of the above, all of the above, Jay. Um, the other guy who's just hit form at the right time, um, probably you know. I'd say probably has been our best player over the last couple of couple of months. Um, is Trent, and again, you know, he, he he builds on a great performance against United with another game that he just takes the game by the scruff of its neck. Really, he's doing everything. He's doing absolutely everything on Sunday. Um, he's whipping in crosses on the run. It's, it's, it, at one point, he was doing the job for both the centre halves. You know, he's sweeping up in behind them multiple times in, in a short period of time and having to come across, you know, not just to cover, not just to cover the centre half on his side, but actually, um, Williams on, on the left hand side, you know, uh, right across to the, to what would be his far post. Um, so, you know, that along with just the sheer quality of the, of, of the guy. He's whipped that corner in like it was the most obvious thing to do. It was like, do you know what? There's Allison, and it doesn't really look like anybody's marking him. So do you know what I'll do? I'll just curl it right onto his head, like with loads of pace, so he doesn't have to. He just really needs to direct it. And as good as a header it was, I think the header's being a wee bit over-egged by some people. It's a great header, um, but the cross does half the job for him, where he just needs to direct it. He just needs to glance it. And he's having one of those patches in form where I would probably say this is this is argue he's arguably in the form of his relatively short career so far. And the conversation that he isn't gonna go to the Euros is astounding. 
to me. Uh, I'll get to the Euros part at the end. Um, it seems like he is now fully fit because he he did have COVID, and some players react differently. I think probably that's part of the explanation with Mane. Apart from he seems to have fell off a cliff in being able to control a ball, but that's a different story. But players have had COVID and it's affected them in different ways. And I think if you look at the likes of, we've had Thiago and Trent who both took the time into getting into the stride this season, but all of a sudden the last two months, as you say, those two lads especially have, have gone on to another level and we'll, we'll get on to Thiago as well afterwards. But it seems like Trent's taking it quite personal and, Maybe the England stuff is something that affects him or whatever, we don't know, but it seems like he's taken that Gerard-esque role of this is my team and I represent Liverpool because I'm from the city and I'm not going to let us go down without a fight. I'm not, I'm not going to let teams take, a, take our glory away and if I can do stuff, which I can because I am that good, then I will personally take it upon myself and, and, and go and do it and He's running games from right back, and I know that the conversation will always be there about so he, he could he play midfield. Well, yeah, he probably could, but he's that good where he is that no one can get near him, and I don't think there's a better right back in 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 the world right now at this moment. So on current form, there might have been players who played right back across the season who might have had a better season, but right now in the form he's in. There's not a better right back for me, and that that could be roast into glasses or not. But it, the things he can do with the ball, the way he manipulates it, it, it's it's stuff that you've not you've not seen. And if if if, if Southgate genuinely doesn't want to take him to the Euros, it's got to be a personal issue. It's not football ability. It's it's got to be personal. I, I, no, I don't I don't see I any other reason. I agree. Unless he's going to say something about this, he doesn't fit the system well. Actually, do you know what? There should probably be three players on that England team sheet above the rest of them, and it should be Kane, it should be Maguire, and that's not necessarily to say Maguire is one of the elite centre halves in the world, but based on what centre halves they have, it's got to be Maguire and another or another two, and Trent. And what? it should be those three, and the team should be built probably around that trio. What what system? I mean, I'm, I'm a very, very, very loose watcher of England, and I don't really care. If you're playing a 4-4-2 or a 4-3-3, whatever, he's played in the back four for Liverpool for, what, four, four seasons now? Got to a Champions League final, got to a Champions League final, won it, won the league. And is personally dragging his team to the Champions League potentially this season. So he's proved it. He's had every player up against him. And the only one I really see give him issues was Leroy Sané. That was the only one. Um, if you're playing him in a back three and you're playing him on the, the right wing back position, well, would you not want the best deliverer of a ball with the right foot in the league after Kevin De Bruyne? Wide, up and down. Whipping balls in left, right, and centre. It just does not make sense. And the Reese James argument, I, I don't see it. And Trippier, nah. Wambasaka, nah. Kyle Walker, possibly, but he's probably better than the inside right of a back three. That's about it. But I, I just don't see a better player in this position. I think, personally, my top and son on England, not to get too embroiled in it. Because same as Jay, don't don't watch them, don't like them. Um, but if he's not playing Trent, if he's not bringing Trent, if he's worried about Trent's defence, it's because he can't set up a midfield. Gareth Southgate, Trent should be yeah. Harry Kane is is is, is England's talisman that made him the golden boy, but Trent's England's future. I mean, Trent's the best young player they've got. Without a shadow of a doubt, and he's, he would be the best right back at the at the tournament. Should he go? Um, should he not go? Well, I said the pundits were still living, not putting Mo in their uh, 
in their team <laughs> of the team of the year. I don't think I need to spell out what Gareth Southgate is doing if, if Trent doesn't make it to, to the Euro squad. He should be sacked on the spot if he doesn't take him. He should. I mean, he absolutely should. It's fucking negligence. It's absolute yeah. negligence. You know. Yeah, I think this There's, this would be the thing if if England do what England do, uh, <laughs> which is you know bow out in the quarterfinal the first time they made a half decent side. That will be Trent will be the stick that the media use to beat Southgate with. And he has an unenviable job with the talent at his disposal. And there's going to be boys left out that there will be question marks over whether it was the right decision or not. And that's, that's fine. But one of those players should not, should not be Trent. Trent shouldn't be in that conversation with the Madisons and the Grealishes or boys like this. It should be. Not at all. And it, no, and Jay made a point earlier on about, you know, teams coming into form at the right time. Um, and forms a big part. Well, for me, what Italy used to do, it, like Toto Scalacci is just the best example where they just grabbed this random fella who wasn't really, a, wasn't really a big name and just was like, do you know what? He's in fucking belter form right now, right up in the international tournament. Let's just bring him because he's just really used to like sticking the ball in the net and playing really well. And that's what you need to do in international games. It's, it's bring players that are in form and there's no one more in form in his position in the world at the minute. No, I can be no one more informed in the team. Tell me yeah. who's player who's in better form than him. Probably. Well, if you're, if you, and, and if you're, if if you are an international manager, and you're basically that means you're a tournament manager, you know, because friendlies are are rubbish. I mean, your your meat and drink is is qualifying and and, and tournaments. So friendlies are there to inform you as a manager. And you've got to, yeah, exactly. But you've got to, you've got to look for more than solidity. You've got to look for a player. You've got to look for players. You've got to have players in your side, at least, at least a peppering of them, you know, a scattering of them who have it within them to, to step up, to step up a level, to put the performances in when it counts, when the pressure's on, when the backs are against the wall, not, not the coasters, not the, not the um, the fair weathers, you know. And England, this England team, what you're talking about going out. I mean, this England team, England as a nation, England in general, but particular mod- modern incarnations since the since the millennium, shall we say, have got don't have that, haven't had that, haven't shown that. They've, as you say, they go out with a whimper. They go out with a whimper every time. All that. Crap the last time because they got to the semi-final. Look at who they played. Yeah. Look at who they played. And as soon as they came up against someone half decent, who they ridiculed and said, Oh, your backline's so old. How do you keep up with, with, uh, Sir Harry Kane, you know, and our young, you know, Raheem Sterling or, or Sterling's and our Rashford's. Yeah. And look what happened. They fucking took you to school. And the same thing will happen this time if you keep on. Keeping on, and that is the problem, and it's perpetual, and they, they they do the same thing again and again and again, and they don't really learn. And if they've managed to land themselves going into a tournament with a manager who's not going to take it, doesn't know his best players, isn't going to take them, then they will go out again with a, with a whipper. You know, they, they will have field players uh, or a side without that steel, without the, the ability to step up, without the ability to say no. We don't lose today. And, you know, quite frankly, I don't care. I'd love to see England go out. I mean, yeah, really I think part of it is that they're gambling on, like, the talk today is they're going to take Henderson, Rice, and looking on taking Maguire if he can play. Not one of these lads is fit. They're, they're all injured. And <laughs> then they're, they're, they're overlooking a fella who's in the best form of his career, arguably. That just sums it up and... I, I don't want to harp it back again, but England didn't know how to use Steven Gerrard, and Gerrard himself has said that. Like he, he wouldn't have he wouldn't have played him if he played on the left. He wouldn't he wouldn't say he wouldn't want to play there again. Whatever. They didn't know how to use Paul Scholes either. Let's be yeah. honest. And they don't know. Like Gareth doesn't know how to use Trent. It must be as simple as that, or it's personal, because there is no other See, reason. He's not even. 
see Garside it's not even the case. Do you know what I mean? There are some people that you could maybe get behind the personal aspect, but I don't think Southgate's even that that kind of a character. I don't think he even has enough character for that, if you know what I mean. Well, any fucker who wears a waistcoat on the sideline, you haven't got a clue. Exactly. Exactly. Every granny's favourite, huh? Oh, look at him. He's lovely. He looks lovely. <laughs> <laughs> no, it but, is, yeah. it's, it's, all, it's all fair. It's all fair. I can't Just wait for them to fail. No, I know, I know. It's a, I, I feel that way when I saw that Mourinho got the got the Roma job. I was like, oh great, I get to see this all over again. <laughs> um, but just just to finish up on on Trent, Chief, you, you know what you were saying. There's there's absolutely right. Um, he he looks as though he's now become a player that has just decided that I'm going to be the one. I'm going to be the one that's going to go and affect this game to the point where. I'll just win it for us. That Gerard mentality that you were talking about, that Jay was talking about earlier on. Um, and it looks to me, I don't know, it looks to me like he has almost matured overnight this last six weeks. And I, I don't know what what it is about him, but he, ju- he looks like he's become a man if that makes sense. Because he still looked like the fresh face, not necessarily the fresh face came out of his appearance, but he still looked, I don't know, I don't know, I don't, I don't know if I'm explaining this very well. Maybe it's, maybe it's, he, he, he maybe shows the, the mark of a man who has finally realised how good he is. Maybe that's what it is. Yeah, I think, I think there's something in that. Definitely. How good he is. Uh, what he could do, um, but also his responsibility. I think his 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 place within the team, because you know he is. We, we can talk about his age all we want, but if you look at his experience, he's he's racked up the games now. You know he's been an ever present for two and a half seasons. Yeah, but there's still a. I I agree with you there that experience is is equivalent to how many games you play. But there's also a level of like human maturity sometimes that a footballer needs to get to totally. to bring them to bring them to another level. Totally, and uh, you know, you know, that kind of age is 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 quite a big. Di- there's quite a big difference between between seventeen and and twenty two. You know. Um, and what is he now? Twenty-one. So it's you know maybe there's a little bit of that, but I think it's you know stature in the team, uh, as you said, realizing his ability and being comfortable with his uh, being comfortable with his ability, um, but also as I said, just realizing the responsibility and and being prepared to take it. I think you're right about the the kind of Gerard-esque. Um, Factor uh, involved here. Um, I mean, it happened with, with with Jared. He went from being young player, um, fabulous prospect, to being Steven Gerrard, and you know that kind of you know he had ver- various periods of, of success and, and periods of varying success, but for eight seasons from the moment that he wasn't a kid anymore. He was Steven Gerrard and he played like Steven Gerrard. Do you know what I mean? He was, he was the man on the pitch. Um, and Trent is, is kind of becoming that. Um, he's becoming one of them, but it's certainly been noticeable in the last two months, shall we say, probably since he, he regained full fitness, uh, after the, Covid and, and the various other knocks that he's he's had this season, but now he, he is a go-to and, and against United and you know he scores the he obviously scores the last minute winner against uh, Villa uh, against United he's making things happen time and again time and again against Real Madrid he's trying to make things happen and uh, um, we don't finish chances in that particular game and. That you know, that's what I was alluding to with 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 Southgate needing players like that, and not Southgate in particular, but any international manager going into a tournament, you want to take, you want to have players like that in your ranks who who want to take responsibility and, and aren't scared 
won't won't shrink. Uh, so it just it bodes well for us. It, it really does. And you know, Trent is we bring it up again. He's a young lad, so he'll he'll be around for England much much longer than Gareth Southgate is. So if it doesn't happen for him this season, um, this summer, then you know it's probably probably a good thing for Liverpool. Um, be got it for Trent, but he'll have plenty more chances, and he's he'd go on to be an England star, I'm sure. But more importantly, he's going to be a Liverpool hero. And he already is. Yeah, nicely finished off, Chief. Um, Jay, another another guy that um, I just had form you mentioned earlier on. Thiago um, really, really, really delivered yesterday. Um, unbelievable performance everywhere. Um, winning the ball, tenacious break and play up making things happen, creating chances, you know, getting beyond the ball as well um, and breaking into the box at times. And his influence in the team is starting to grow and grow and grow. And, you know, that's that's got to be a Fabinho factor in there beside him as well. But I think there is a level of continuity in the team that has, has helped kind of foster that. But we're now really starting to see the best of them, aren't we? Yeah, it's almost just like Klopp planned, you know, to have Fabinho in midfield and Thiago next to him and someone else and we'll just run the game. I think it's almost as though he bought these lads on purpose. Um, but I think it, it, the season got to the point in it. It's kind of a little bit of a frustration that we've reached this point where Klopp now knows it, it has to be Fabinho in midfield and that's just how it is. And could we not have done this three or four months ago? And why why weren't Reese and Nat Phillips able to go into defence sooner? Um, I know now that Reese is in because of Kabak's injury, um, but you know, it, I don't know. I don't know what 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 made the penny drop in Klopp's mind, but it hasn't. Since they've both been in there, then all of a sudden it looks like we're a totally different team and. You know, like, there'll be arguments to say, like, well, we'll be even better when Henderson gets in there, but there'll be there'll be games for Henderson to play in there, there'll be games for Jones to play in there, and there'll be games for other midfielders if we get another anyone else to play in there. But I think going forward, it's got to be those two plus one, and it's just, it's just his whole ability. And he not only does he play his own game, but he plays everyone else's. Like he, you can see, he's making decisions for players by where he puts the ball or where he directed them to go and it was kind of yesterday he was the adult on the pitch where he was like no we, we will not lose this game we, I will drag you all to victory if I have to and he was the one taking the shots in the last 15-20 minutes and you know putting balls on the plate for Robinson down the left hand side and firing the ball into the forwards and it was almost as though it was a personal mission of his to to make sure we didn't lose and maybe it was the goal as well a couple of weeks ago that that made them a bit more confident and made them just feel a bit more at home and again what once once you know we get to next season hopefully stuff like the restrictions and lift and he can go out and actually explore the city because he you've got to remember he, he come in in the middle of COVID and not only did he have an injury and have COVID himself but he's come to a new country he's moved his family over here and he's not been able to do nothing I, I, no one probably takes the personal factor into account I know you've also got the likes of Minamino as well I know he's a different type of player and it's a different situation with him but even the likes of Simicus as well who's not really got much of a chance but that could as well be down to the lack of We've had no defensive options. Are you going to throw in a new left-back with two new centre-halves? Probably not. Um, but these lads have come and joined us and come to a city and not really been able to you know, get their life going, which you've got to remember that they are people. At the end of the day, they are human beings just, just doing a job. Their job just happens to be what we would deem probably one of the best in the world playing for Liverpool. So stuff like that, and you hark back to like, the stuff that Alisson and Klopp have been through and how hard it's been for them and obviously personal tragedies have affected a lot of people this year but no more than 
than those who've not been able to go back and see the family. But for the likes of Thiago, who's not probably been able to do much or have people fly over and go back to Spain to see his immediate family and whatever, then maybe all this stuff is now just starting to come together and, you know, it it he might be better settled at home and therefore he's better settled on the pitch and he's got his full fitness and he's found a place in the team with Fabinho and all of a sudden it's just a perfect storm and it's all just happening but he, he is a, he's a sensational player and there was people who were writing him off for the start of the season and I, I, I went one of them because I watched basically the whole run for Bayern last season in the Champions League and it was him he, he basically carried Bayern and I know Chief for no more living in Germany and probably seeing a bit more German football than others, but he carried that team and you'd probably say himself that Bayern aren't the same team this season without him. And that just shows what a play we've got in our hands. We've, we've got to maximise the, the time that we've got with him because we probably have only realistically got another three years maybe with him in our team and the likes of Fabinho and a few others, but we've, we've just got, just got to make the most of it and going into next season. It's got to be a good catalyst to build off if if we get the lads back at centre-half and we bring one or two players in here and there, then more than, more than likely we are just going to be right at the top of the end at the table and competing with City because it's just been really unfortunate what we've had this season. Yeah, Chief. Um, Jay's right what he said. I said it was just a lot of... Thiago was coming, becoming one of these Emre Chan sort of characters. Um, nobody's prepared to compromise one way or the other but I think it's fair to say that his form has vastly improved um, not that he was playing badly but you just didn't see the real Thiago probably until the last three or four weeks um, but is this more is this more what you expected um, is this more what you saw for ba- for for Baron, um, this tenacious little like I, I watched a bit and I'd seen him at Barca and but I didn't realise he was like such a tenacious little like Rottweiler um, as well as having just this wonderful wonderful ability. Have you noticed how many yellows he's not got as well recently? Yeah, totally. So it's like he's got to speed with the game. Yeah. Yeah, I mean it's 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 not really a massive surprise given that um, we've got a midfield again and he's in there beside Fabinho and um, you know I think Klopp had that had that very very much in mind when when we signed him. Um, but yeah, he's he, he, you wouldn't want him snapping away because he reads the game so well. His timing. Is vastly improved as you as have mentioned. Um, he's not picking up the bookings now. He's controlling the game. He's uh, in the referees here. What he can do with the ball, passes he can find with long, short. The the, the one he puts in for Salah, where I just thought he could have volleyed it, but he takes it down and it's sort of a, a team effort in the end. There's one in the first half which is. Is it Trent that's run onto it, or is it Bobby? I can't quite remember. And he just doesn't quite time the stride right, and it just runs away from him. But the pass is is unbelievable, right through the eye of a needle. Um, he's he's class. I mean, we signed him to to play the game that he played yesterday, didn't he? Didn't didn't we? Um, the idea was the one thing we might have been missing was against the pack defenses. Um, and teams sitting with, with, with 10 behind the ball and us having loads and loads of the ball and not being able to, to, to make the fashion that final chance. And yesterday, Thiago just dominated, absolutely dominated. So, I mean, you know, in the end, we did, we didn't find, he didn't, didn't find that assist or that pass before the pass. Um, and it ended up being a, being a corner and, and a headed. Winner from from the goalkeeper, as we've mentioned a few times. By the way, yeah, the goalkeeper scored the winner. Um, yeah, we'll keep on mentioning that. It's all the same to everybody. 
But um, but yeah, Tiago. I mean, it's Jay's absolutely right. It's mouth watering what we've what we've got ahead with with uh, even a semi fit squad next season and and Tiago in there. So um, we do have to maximise our time with him because he is he's another one like Mosala. He's truly world class, and um, we're we're lucky to have him, shall we say? Yeah. So let's. Let's look ahead. Jay, two big games in two days. Um, the first one tomorrow, well, probably tonight as, as you're listening to this. Um, Leicester, Chelsea. It's at, what's your new stadium called? King Power, isn't it? You. Yes. Yeah. It's not yeah, Dolbert. No. <laughs> Is it not at Chelsea? It could be a Chelsea. I've got no idea. No yeah, idea it's at, it's at the bridge. Okay, because it's at the, at home the last day of the season to right, Spurs, so we know the, at the bridge. The fan situation is every team gets one game in front of the fans, so yeah, it's at the bridge. Of course, past So, so um, what we're really probably looking for here is Leicester to go and dump them. Um, we'll see how that pans out, but you know. How much attention are you going to pay to pay to this? Are you gonna, you know, are you are you hoping for a particular outcome, or are you just kind of a bit like me in the all in? Do you know what, lads? Just go and win your two fucking games, and we'll be grand no matter what happens. Yeah, that that that's just the way I see it. Like personally, I don't, I think Chelsea will come back for for revenge, and I know we spoke before the pod and the. The emphasis for Leicester is win this, and that's it for you, you. You've done for your season, your top four guarantee. But I just think the way that the cup final ended on on the weekend and the VAR thing, which was absolutely beautiful to see the images around social media of Chelsea fans going absolutely bizarre, only to get shot down uh, by VAR. It was lovely to see. Yeah, I don't love all that, but it's worth it just for those moments, oh, isn't it? It, it? It's horrible if it happens to you, but when it happens to someone else, and especially Chelsea, it's beautiful. Um, yeah, it should almost be that if you are using your phone to put something on again, social media, that should happen to you. Oh, yeah. I did, I don't know if you've seen the one of the fella in the in the actual stand. Like, yeah, exactly. Saw it. Saw it. That was I was just like you know what you deserve that just for yeah. just for just for being a prick just for, yeah just for being a dickhead and getting your phone out instead of trying to have a nice time with your mates yeah you were lucky enough to get a ticket to the final enjoy it don't be a bell end and have your phone out like that anyway um, by the by so I'll probably have the game on um, but I won't be too emotionally invested in the outcome because we we just got to look after ourselves. Um, and I know Andy's been sat there with his calculator and his abacus and constantly giving us updates on how goal difference and permutations can can spell. You know what? It's just as well. It's just as well he has because I paid that little attention to anything else going on in football other than Liverpool. I haven't fucking clue what was going on otherwise. Well, well, he's clearly not busy. I mean, I mean, shout out to him for the celebration, and he's gonna hate this because I think it's gone quite viral on the Liverpool Twitter of. And he's skiing, slashing between a celebration on the Anfield rap video. Um, but he must have had time on his hand today because he sent us a breakdown of all the European leagues and what's going to happen on the final day of the season. So, shout out to him <coughs> for sorting all that out. <coughs> Excuse me. So, <coughs> I think Chelsea will do it. But I'm not too fussed. I think we look after ourselves, we'll get in. Um, but, as you said, like there is the character for Leicester to to wrap up the top four, but I just think Chelsea's squad is too strong. When you look at the likes of Abraham, who didn't even get in the squad at the weekend, and now he's probably on the periphery, but like they've got players he can bring, and I don't think Leicester have got much more. And Evans went off injured; he's not going to be fit. So does that mean what Soyuncu and Fofana at the back, which isn't too bad to be fair, but? They've not got a lot of rotation they can bring in um, off their bench. So I just think the longer the game goes, if it's in, in the balance, then Chelsea will probably come out on top. But I, I mean, it could, it could go in our favour if, if Chelsea tonked them and, you know, we 
go and get a result against Burnley, which we're going to talk about. But that could then see a goal swing of what four to five goals opening up, and you know that in effect then could be game over for Leicester. Yeah, we're, I don't know. I think we're kind of looking for one somebody to get hammered. So we don't really mind who it is, I guess. Um, Chief Jay's right in as much as Chelsea just have a far bigger squad, and you know the fatigue is starting to, to take over um, some sides. But Leicester, they're maybe kind of running on adrenaline, and what they do have is maybe an advantage in not having such a big squad because they are in a bit of form. Um, they are coming off a high. And I think Tuchel's rotated really well and he's got Chelsea the position that, you know, a few weeks before Lampard was sacked, nobody ever imagined them being in, you know, um, on the on the verge of getting Champions League football for next year in an FA Cup final, albeit they lost, and then the Champions League final. So, you know, hats off to him. But at this point in time, you know, it's got to be a bit difficult for players thinking, you know, what game am I actually going to play in? Um, who's going to be beside me? What does the manager do? He's almost spoiled for choice and it might actually end up being his downfall. Yeah, I mean it might. He has done he has done well, but um, obviously the 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 high highest pressure games are coming now, and the first one didn't didn't go according to plan. Obviously for for Tuchel, um, they lost the FA Cup final, of course one nil to Leicester. Big game, big big game tomorrow night as far as Chelsea are concerned because. You're right, he, and everyone's right with, with saying he's done a, a good job with them. Um, but I don't think anybody could guess his team, though, could they? Well, no. Um, I think and Villa, Villa away, I think they have the last game of the season, which yeah, isn't going to be an easy place to go. The thing with the Champions League, the thing with the Champions League final is it, it, it's it's a bit further away, so. I suppose they're not, they don't really have to consider that too much now. There's there's a full week after the end of the season. Villa away, final day. Grealish is obviously playing. Um, 10,000, well, however many thousand fans uh, in the whole den, maybe. Um, it's not going to be that much fun going there, uh, needing a result, put it like that. So, but obviously, both these teams want will want the three points tomorrow um, or tonight. Should I say uh, the? It's one of those you know without wanting to sit on the fence too much, like. But it could any anything could happen. It could quite easily be one of those because they played a few days ago in Leicester one, where they had a bit of a blowout maybe after the after the cup final uh, or a wee celebration anyway, and you know they're maybe a wee bit off it, and and Chelsea get the points. It could be as you say that. They're still on a high after winning the cup final, and you know they go out and, and do another number on Chelsea. On the other hand, it could be one where they're both a bit a bit lackluster, and neither side wants to lose, uh, and you know is a bit cagey, and it ends in a draw. It doesn't really matter as far as Liverpool are concerned. Um, as far as Tuchel and 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 the squad is um, concerned, yeah, you're right. He maybe. It could be a hindrance that he perhaps doesn't a hundred percent know is his best team for a final, for example. Um, because up to this point, Chief, it's all kind of just been about rotation and keeping players fit and fresh. Exactly. But now it's to the point where I need to pick my best eleven, and I need to yeah. manage my players maybe towards the last game of the season or towards, and maybe he's we already have. done that, and maybe it hasn't worked. And maybe and now the whole win. plan's out the window. Yeah, and that's the point. They have to win. They have to win now because while he's done well and they've got a very long unbeaten run, I think, except for the West Brom game, that's the anomaly. And the, well, the Arsenal game there, they've, they've lost two back to back. Of now. course, of course, they've just thrown the Arsenal game and forgotten about that. Um, so 
it's still, you know, there's still, if, if, you, if you look at the stats, it's, it's two losses and, you know, 10 unbeaten or whatever it was. But there are a good few draws in there as well. And as far as I'm concerned, given what's happened with, with us, with Liverpool, we shouldn't, we shouldn't be in this mix. We sh- they should have just closed the door. Both these teams should have closed the door on us by now. A hundred percent. So, you know, he's done a good job, but it's not been a great job yet. No, and the other, the other thing is, is this, you know, I, he hadn't lost until that West Brom game. I don't think since he came in. And no. there was loads of mitigating circumstances around that with the, the early red card. But, you know, we've seen... Teams like wobble is maybe you know an understatement, but we've seen teams wobble this year probably more so than any other years. Even City at the start of the season, they were twelfth at Christmas for fuck's sake. Do you know what I mean? And teams seem to fall off a cliff with regards to their form and takes some time to get it back. And I just wonder have Chelsea hit some sort of extended wobble because this isn't anything that he's experienced up until now. Yeah, it, it remains to be seen. Um, you know, he goes if they go out uh, against Leicester and, and get the points, and you know, pretty much wrap up top four, um, a qualification for the Champions League, and then they can go into the final with a free hit. Um, then job done. Um, and you can say that the the cup final, you know, the FA Cup final was one of those things. But if they do go out tomorrow, or I keep saying tomorrow, but if they do go out against Leicester and, and not put a performance in and not get a result, put in performance, for example, like in the cup final or, or like against Arsenal, uh, and end up losing the game, that's, that's going to be a big problem. Or even if they draw it, they, Chelsea need to win. But, you know, I, for Leicester, a draw is okay. Who win the final day, it's, uh, you know, they're guaranteed in. Chelsea, that's not the case. So, uh, like I said, for Liverpool, it doesn't matter. We just have to win our two games. But um, for Chelsea and Leicester, it's a big, big game. Um, it's obviously defining in the season. Uh, so, I am gonna have an eye on it. I think it's gonna be, I think it's gonna be fun. I think it's gonna be tense as fuck. Um, so, yeah, I'm looking forward to it. Actually, uh, it'd be nice to sit there and watch. A tense game that we're not actually involved in. Yeah, it'd be fun, wouldn't it? I think it'll be shite for that reason. So I'll probably have it on the background. Um, okay, so listen, just a quick look to quick look to fucking god awful turf moor on on Wednesday night. Um, Jay, what do you think? Will it be a slog? And pick me a midfield. Because let's be honest, where we are at the minute, the back four is going to be the back four. The keeper's obviously scored at the weekend, so he's going to keep his place. Uh, he's up top. He's dropping Sadio for him. Listen, I was going to do Mane, but I'll leave Mane for another day. Um, um, but yeah, I suppose, I suppose it's that. I suppose really the only question marks that that third midfield berth, isn't it? I think it's straightforward. I think Ginny's back in. Yeah, yeah, you're probably right. Yeah. yeah. I mean, on I think Klopp said after the game, possibly that Milner might be back. But I mean, he'd probably be on the bench anyway. Um, I don't think he'd come and go straight back in, but it'd be nice to see Milner um, just on the bench. Just to, That's the type of game you probably want Jimmy coming on in last 25, just to yeah. see us. Do you know what? Milner was nearly... Milner, you could argue Milner was one of the catalysts for this run of form that we've been on. He came in, he played three games in the bounce, and um, broke we just <laughs> what? We just we just broke him. <laughs> yeah, we did. We broke him, but he, we broke him, and he fixed us simultaneously. Yeah, so you know, I, I I don't I don't know, but you know, yeah, I, I I agree with you. If you can get him on the pitch, I think get him on the pitch because he's just another one of those guys just refuses to give up, and he'll drag everybody else along with him. I mean, the ideal scenario is that you start Ginny and if you can bring Milner off the bench, then you can arguably give Thiago a blow um, and just give him 65, 70 minutes and then give Jimmy the the last half of the game, uh, last quarter of the game, sorry. And there is nobody else. I mean, 
Shaq come on yesterday, but he didn't really do much with me. I thought he he was a bit scrappy and he was opportunities for him to shoot and he, he never seems to take it. And I, I don't know. There is no one else. I, I think Ox was sick. Um, Klopp said so maybe Ox is in and around the squad if he's available. But all it does is, is turn our bench from kids to, to squad players. It doesn't really improve the 11, really, does it? So No. I mean... It's Burnley. You know what you're going to get. It's going to be probably hard, but maybe, maybe they are on the beach. Maybe they've just had enough, and they're only going to field the same eleven players. Maybe one change here or there, but they very rarely change. And they got tonked by Leeds. It's a quick turnaround for them because they're used to playing once a week. You know, maybe a couple of early goals might just just dent them and. It might just be a case that Sean Dyche just says to them, like, you know, just keep it to a couple and that that's how we, we sort of shake hands and walk away with. Um, because by then we will know the Chelsea Leicester result, we all know the the situation what presents itself that, you know, we, whatever we we've got to to go with, we've got to go with. Um and is is it gonna be a case of chasing goal difference? Hopefully not. Um but you know, a, a clean sheet would be lovely. Um just, just you know, for the for the lads at the back, it is the two inexperienced lads. Then you know, a clean sheet against the likes of Burnley with Chris Wood and I think Vidra's been starting up top for them would be a would be an achievement for them. Um, so I, I'd happily take a two 0 I think we'd all happily take a two 0 Chief, it's yeah, it's probably going to be Jerry comes in. I don't, I don't know. Um, it, it's it's again, it's. It's gonna be. It's not gonna be great. Is it? It's not gonna be fun. We're not gonna enjoy it. Um, and Chris Wood's been in good form towards the end of the season. Um, you know, Phillips. You would probably find he'd back himself going up against somebody like that. I'm not sure exactly what Williams' strengths are. Um, don't want to be too harsh on the kid, but. You know, there, there is a weakness there. Um, so they're going to have to be protected. And I suppose it is, it's going to be a game for Thiago is to just try and keep the ball off them and keep the ball away from the, our penalty area. No stupid free kicks in and around the box sort of thing, isn't it? Absolutely. Um, it's not, and you're 100% right. It's not going to be pretty at all. Uh, it's never fun. Even, you know, I think you mentioned that we, we won there 3-0 recently. I, I honestly, generally, I don't really remember it. Every game I remember playing against them, I think we generally do well there, but we, um, we struggle. It's always, it's always a tough fixture and, you know. It's always a slog over the line, isn't it? But we do generally get over the line. We do generally get over the line and I'd, I'd back us to do so again. Um, but no, it's not going to be fun to watch, and yet it would be great if we could um, keep the ball away from them as much as possible and dominate as much as possible, and hopefully there are no new knocks. And I think, as you mentioned, uh, Jay, I think Oxley chamberlain could be back in contention. Uh, well, whether that's good news or bad is, is, is you know, anyone's uh, is is up to the the listener and um, <laughs> and uh, you know we'll have to go we'll have to go again because obviously Jota's out so the front three will be the front three the back five is is set and yeah I, I totally agree Genie will come in and, and probably he'll finish the game we'll see James Miller on um so yeah, I would gladly take two 0 I would bite your hand off for for two 0 right now. Um, I don't know. I'm not convinced we're gonna get that clean sheet because, as you said, Chris Wood is in good form. Um, so you're right. No, no stupid free kicks. Um, try not to give away too many corners. Um, you know, there is there is the flip flop chance as well. I think if we. They're gonna have fans. I think Jay said four thousand. Is it? Um, four so, and a half. I think they've got in. 
Yeah, four and a half thousand. So, I mean, maybe they'll try and put on a show for them. But if we can score early, you know, you'd back us to go on then uh, and make sure the points come. What a thing that would be. It would be great to score early. I'm just just not looking forward to it at all. It's going to be be 90 minutes. I I mean, I hope not. I hope we can score a couple early and it's, it's a cruise, but... Um, and there is a tiny possibility that that, that happens, but uh, you're right, Sean Dyche doesn't like to make things easy for us, and yeah, it's it's I'm anticipating a a, a frustrating, annoying, but ultimately successful game. <laughs> yeah, I can't imagine it being any different than than West Brom, to be honest. Because let's be honest. Sean Dice is just Sam Allardyce with a pint of beer instead of a pint of wine. So, um, <laughs> the, the cuff from the same gravel road. Oh, they really are, aren't they? They really <laughs> are. From the same cloth, or, uh, oh dear. So yeah, and then we've got their da at the weekend. So, <laughs> <laughs> so we'll see. We'll see. We'll see what we need to do once we get there. But thanks for joining me, lads. And until next time, up the, will this season ever fucking end, Reds? Bye.